Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Latina Investors. So this episode is going to be about how to pick stocks. This is by far the most asked question that I get from anybody who's interested in learning how to start investing. This is actually also the uh, the question that I'd asked myself when I started learning about investing. I was like really kind of, you know, interested in like, what do I pick? Like, how do you know what to pick? How do you make sure you pick something that's aggressive, but not, you know, risky? Or how do you make that decision? What are the factors you have to look into, right? And so we're going to talk all about that. And I'm going to share with you what I learned over my process of like answering this question to help you um, just get to a place where you're understanding things a little better and you're making sense of like, oh, okay, here's how I should go about this. Here's how I should approach it, right? Especially if you're somebody who has a lot of savings, um, your next sort of step is to learn how to make that savings work for you, right? You're going to want to trade that cash that's just sitting in your checking or your savings account into like a asset that's growing and that um, is creating money for you without you having to go work for it. So um, this is going to kind of help you understand that a little bit more. So in this uh, episode, we're going to tackle that question and get you more familiar with all that. So let's start with the beginning, which is like, what is a stock, right? So a stock is a representation of a piece of a company, right? So companies start off being privately owned, right? Like you go start a company um, and you're the only owner, you one are 100% owner, right? Then you get to a point where you might like be short on cash, right? You're like, hey, I actually need money to grow. If you're familiar with the show Shark Tank, this is typically where you bring in an investor and you partner with them, right? So you either look for an investor that's going to give you a lump sum of money. And for that, you trade a part of your company. This is kind of the concept we're talking about here, right? So it's like just trading your, like a part of your company that you are the only owner of for like cash that these investors are looking to partner with you. Now, when we think about like stocks, um, you are leveraging your company by splitting your company into multiple pieces, which are called stocks, right? So let's say you're the only owner of your company and you decide to split your company into 10 pieces. The how of this is actually like a little complicated, so we're not going to get into like that, but just like think about like, okay, I have this company, I'm going to split it into 10 pieces. Now, if the company as a whole is worth $1,000, right, if you kind of do a company valuation of like, you know, this is what we made last year, this is what um, we're going to project it to make next year, our, our, our valuation of our company is $1,000, I am choosing to split my company into 10 pieces, that means one piece of the company is worth $100, right? Because 10 times 100 is 1,000, right? So let's say you split um, your company into 10 pieces. Then you give investors the opportunity to buy some of those pieces, right? So they're going to buy a piece for $100 and then you get like an actual $100 in your bank account to use to grow the company now. The... Um, the investor back in the day would actually get like a piece of paper that said like you own stock in ABC company. Um, now you just kind of, you know, it's all done electronically. Um, so let's say you sell five pieces of your 
company, right? So you keep 50% and then you sell the other five pieces to all these other investors. You get $500 of cash to work with and you use that money to hire more people, buy more inventory, make more sales, right? Like you do the work as the owner of the company to grow the value of the company, right? For that, um, because of that, I mean, you are growing the valuation of your company, right? So let's say you grow the value of your company from $1,000 where you originally started at to now $2,000, right? So you use that $500 that you got as cash for trading pieces of your company. You use that to grow your company. And because of that, your investors benefit because the piece of the company that they bought for $100 is now worth $200. So in this scenario, because they traded their cash for an asset that has the potential to grow in value, they won. They took a little risk, right? Because it's not guaranteed that you're going to use their money to grow their company. That's the hope. That is the vision, <laughs> but sometimes it doesn't work that way. So there is an inherent risk that you have as an in investor because you're essentially just like banking on the fact that like this company will use the money to grow their their company, right? So if they do, it's great because now the piece that you bought that was once worth 100 is worth $200. And that's great because now your money is working for you and it's not just sitting dormant in, as cash and you're checking your savings account. So that's a little explanation on like what is a stock. It's very, you know, simple, uh, very simplified, you know, terms and, and explaining ideas in a very simplified way. But you could buy stock, individual stock from like literally any company, right? Like Apple, Peloton, Zoom, Facebook, they have to be listed as a, um, like had they have to be listed on the New York, stock, New York Stock Exchange. So this is where kind of, you know, you start off as being privately owned. When you open the floodgates for like investors to partner with you, you become like publicly owned. Um, not every company can do this. Not every company can be listed on the New York Stock Exchange. Like there's a process that you have to go through and like the government makes sure like, you know, that companies that are like good, legitimate are listed there. So that's like a way to protect investors already. Um, but there are a lot to choose from. On the New York Stock Exchange, there's 2,385 companies listed for you as an investor to buy stock from. So there are, are a lot of options, right? And so this is like understandable that you're like, okay, of the 2385, like which do I buy? Like how do I even begin researching? And so in order for you to kind of create a diversified portfolio, you need to be in more than just like one or two stocks, right? You need to buy hundreds, maybe even thousands of stocks to diversify yourself. Why do you want to diversify yourself? It's kind of the concept of like, don't put all of your eggs in one basket, right? You want to put your money into different companies, into different stocks, so that, you know, if one of them collapses, not all of your money is tied to that. And you put, don't put yourself in a vulnerable position where you just like lost all of your money, right? And so you want to really approach like how to pick stocks or uh, which stocks to 
pick from a very like diversified lens. And so you, what this means is you're going to need to like pick stocks from like different sectors, maybe the tech sector, the communication sector. Maybe you're going to want to diversify like the size of the company, right? You want to invest in some small companies so you can, you know, kind of reap the benefits of their growth when they, you know, hit that exponential curve of growth. Um, maybe you want to invest in some bigger companies that are already established that maybe aren't in their growth spurt, but they're just like been consistent and reliable and stable. And so you want to think through all of these things as you're thinking through which to pick from. Okay. So this can be a little bit of a, like a lot of questions to ask yourself and you might be like, okay, but like, how do I make that decision? And this is where I'm going to now introduce another concept called funds. So this is like the introduction of funds. In 1924, the fund was introduced. And a fund is a collection of stocks put together in kind of like a basket. Think of a fund as a basket, right? Another great analogy that I use is if one stock is like one M&M, like think about like M&Ms, the chocolate. If one of those singular M&Ms is a stock, a packet of M&Ms that you get like at the grocery store or at the gas station would be a fund, right? And so funds can have 100 plus stocks in them or they could have 1,000 plus stocks in them. Funds can be, you know, just funds of specific stocks that are only in the tech sector or there could be funds that only have stocks that are part of the communication sector or only have stocks that are like big companies or only have stocks that are small companies, right? There could be funds that have stocks and bonds, right? So there's different assets in these funds. And the reason why this was kind of introduced, it just made investing easier because you no longer had to decide on which stocks to pick and you no longer had to create your own diversified portfolio of 100 stocks or 1,000 plus stocks. Instead, you just buy a collection of stocks all at once and instantly you're exposed yourself to being a very diversified portfolio and owning a diversified collection of stocks that represent all different sectors, all different sizes, all at different times in, you know, their growth spurt or their growth trajectory. So this puts you at a really great place. And so that is the introduction of funds and how they work and just the way that they've made investing a lot easier for people instead of, you know, making 20, 50, 100 decisions about which stocks to pick, you just can make one or two decisions about what funds to buy. Okay, so that is kind of like, you know, talking a little bit about stocks and funds. Now I want to kind of introduce this other concept or this other like just um, important piece of information. The average growth of the stock market is about 10% per year, and this is a 10-year average. So when we look at how much growth has the stock market given us, um, it's been seen over the last, I think, 40 years, maybe even more, that you're going to grow your money about 10% per year over a 10-year period. That's a 10-year average, right? So that means like year one, could be you grew 21%, year two, you grew five, year three, you grew, you actually, it was negative seven, year four, it was a positive 12, right? And so every year is different. And so when you look at a 10-year time frame, you see, oh, on average, we're kind of like averaging 10% per year. 
So that is a huge piece of the puzzle because you want to understand like, oh, okay, if this is the average growth of the stock market, like the U.S. stock market, um, then one of the ways that people have kind of approached investing is just a, a uh, an investment strategy that just copies or mimics the growth of the stock market, right? Because if you're thinking like, okay, the stock market as a whole is growing at an average of 10% per year over a 10-year span, then if I just buy every single stock in the stock market, my money will also grow at that rate, right? Because you're just copying or mimicking what the stock market is doing and you're trying to just like replicate those returns, right? You're trying to keep up with the market growth. So this is um, like one of the most popular investment strategies because you're not trying to like reinvent the wheel. You're not trying to like necessarily find the, the winning stock that's going to be the next Uber or Starbucks or whatever. You're just like, hey, I'm going to grow my money consistently over time at 10% per year. And then that's going to give me what I need in order to make my money work, create, you know, more money, more passive income and truly just like not be like so involved with like what do I need to do to like keep this up one of the biggest misconceptions that I feel like I get from clients before they start working with me or even just like friends and family is that they think that like investing is going to take up time like oh I'm gonna have to do something once a week I'm gonna have to log on my computer and make decisions about when to buy and when to sell and I'm gonna have to like upkeep it and that's not the case at all like you can just decide to buy one fund every month and just like automate that process and never have to worry about selling because again you're holding right like you're holding this fund for the next 10 years so that you can lock in your average 10 percent per year as a 10-year average um so just know that like there are much much easier ways to invest that are actually quite boring and simple um a lot of the ideas of what investing looks like we get from like movies or tv shows where like you know, you're seeing people on telephones like trying to like buy and sell and there's like this dram- dramatiz- dramat- dramatization, <laughs> did I say that right, of what this looks like and that's just Hollywood, right? Like it's actually quite boring to buy mutual funds every month. I just don't even think about it. I just buy them and then I move on with my day and to be honest, I don't even know like I don't even manually do it. I have an automation set and I just don't think about it. So buying into the stock market and, you know, buying mutual funds is actually pretty simple and boring. Um, It's it's a little intimidating, intimidating at first because you might be like, I don't know, like how this all works. Um, But just know that once you kind of understand like the key factors of how this all works, it becomes pretty boring. So much so that my clients will even be like, really, that's it? (laughs) this is so boring. Like, it's just like, I just pick a mutual fund and then like go with this. Um, and I'm like, yep, really it is the simple. So I just wanted to to sell you on that because I think a lot of times we will tell ourselves like, oh, it's too complicated. I'm not smart enough. I'm not going to be able to get it. Like I'm, I just, uh, don't understand things like this, but, um, I think it's because you are, thinking it's going to be much more complicated and complex than it is when actually it's quite simple and if you can order something on Amazon 
you can buy mutual funds. <laughs> Truly. Um, okay. So moving on to probably your next question is, where do I actually buy these mutual funds, right? So you can buy mutual funds at an investment brokerage firm, which is just another way of saying like the bank for investing, right? A investing brokerage firm is an investing in, or a financial institution that handles all types of investment trades is where you go to open your investing accounts like a Roth IRA, um, a traditional IRA, a taxable brokerage. Like this is the place, quote unquote, that you go to actually open your investing accounts, and also buy investments. So some examples of investment investing brokerage firms are Fidelity, Vanguard, Charles & Schwab. So I have a Roth IRA with Fidelity. So let's say, you know, you go to actually have one with Vanguard as well. I started with Vanguard and then switched over to Fidelity. Um, but let's say you're like, hey, I want to, you know, open a Roth IRA with Fidelity, you would go to Fidelity and in Fidelity, you would start researching mutual funds, right? And you're like, okay, I actually want to make this super simple. I just want to buy a mutual fund that has all the stocks in the stock market. Um, then you would look for, you know, mutual fund that has that. For Fidelity specifically, this mutual fund is called the Fidelity Total Stock Market Index Fund. Um, they've labeled it the Fidelity Total Stock Market Fund, um, but it is essentially just saying like this fund was put together by Fidelity and inside it we have the total stock market, meaning every stock in the stock market is in this fund, right? Um, so that's what you would buy at Fidelity if you're like, yep, I just want to like buy all of it <laughs> and call it a day. If you were to open it at Vanguard, it would be pretty much the same thing. It would be called the Vanguard Total Stock Market Index Fund. At Charles and Schwab, it would be the Charles and Schwab Total Stock Market Index Fund. So this is why it's really hard to answer the question, like, what should I buy? Because it's like, it truly depends, like, where your investment brokerage is, what your investment strategy is, what your risk tolerance is, what your goals are, what your timeline is. Um, so that's just a disclaimer, like, I'm not saying go out and buy this fund. I'm just kind of teaching, using this as an example for teaching and like um, educational purposes. Um, your investment decisions need to be really catered to like what is it that you are looking for, right? What are your goals? What are you wanting to uh, invest for? How long are you investing for? What is your risk tolerance? There's a lot of different factors to consider when you're like trying to decide like what to pick. Um, and inside one-on-one -on -one money coaching, like I show you how to answer all of those questions to put you in a place where you feel really confident, like, oh, okay, for me specifically, I need these types of funds or for the goals that I have and the timeline that I have, here's how I need to think about it. Um, but funds in general, investing in, in funds makes investing just so much more simple because you don't have to get lucky, right? You don't have to pick the winning stock that's going to do so well in the future. You can just invest in a collection of stocks that have historically performed at 10% per year rate over a 10-year span, right? And this just makes the process a lot easier because there's less pressure to like, you know, just be so risky with your savings, right? Especially if you're someone who's like, hey, I have a lot of savings and my savings create a lot of safety for me. I like that I save a lot. I like that, you know, I've been able to grow my savings. But I also see value in putting my money to work. But but I'm scared of that process. I'm scared of like 
Am I just going to like lose it if I don't pick the right stock? Investing in funds can ease your nerves a little bit about that because you don't have to put all of your money into one individual stock. You can put it in a fund and that already is going to diversify your investments is going to put you in a in a vehicle, an asset that you you know have data and history on, and it just will make you feel a lot better um, investing, especially if it's your first time. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys uh, took a lot from this and helped you kind of understand how to answer the question, like how to pick stocks. Disclaimer or not disclaimer, spoiler: you don't, <laughs> right? Like. If you are starting to invest for the first time, you are likely going to start in a fund. Now, that doesn't mean you're never going to buy an individual stock. You can, but you don't have to, right? You don't have to pick stocks in order to make your money grow. You can buy funds. You can um, make your money grow in ways that make sense to you, your goals, your timeline. Um, And this is what I work on with my clients who join one-on-one money coaching. So if you're interested in like having me explain this to you, um, I invite you to join one-on-one money coaching. One-on-one is specifically for first-gen women of color who want to do more with their money, right? Like let's say you've mastered saving consistently. Saving is not a problem for you, but all you're doing is you're stockpiling a bunch of your savings into your checking or your savings account. And instead you want to learn how like investing works. You want to understand everything so you feel safe investing. Um, I want to show you how to do that, right? Like we're going to walk through like how to set yourself up for retirement so you're not feeling like you're going to have to depend on anyone later on. You're going to learn like how to put your money to work without being too risky, but at the same time also like, you know, allowing your money to grow while being invested in the stock market. And then also just feel good that in the future when, you know, you do want to have money to spend on for maybe a house down payment or traveling for you know, a month, you have enough there because your money has been growing for you in the background without you having to like pick up an extra shift or make more money. Like you've created another way to bring in money that isn't attached to your labor or your work. So if you're interested in that, head to the link in my bio on Instagram. Um, So my Instagram handle is at building.gen.wealth. Head to the link in my bio, book a call, And we can talk or also head to the description below and book a call there. um, And I'll share more of the details about one-on-one. But I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Bye.